Film producer Devon Franklin is planning a new biopic. The subject? Kirk Franklin. No relation. Plus, the U.S. government has reinstated the federal death penalty and for the first time in 16 years will execute inmates. We have the details. And lastly, courts will decide if Katy Perry ripped off Christian rapper Flame with her single Dark Horse. We'll let you hear the clips and decide for yourself. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Cameron Strang. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Those stories are all coming up, but first I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an effective online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. When you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash relevant. All right. To tell us about today's stories, it's our content director, Jesse Carey. Hey, Jesse. Hey, hey, man. How's it going? Good. So what's going on with this Franklin biopic? Yeah, Franklin Squared. Devon Franklin, don't get confused here. Yeah. Devon Franklin, the author, he, you know, friend of the podcast. He's been on, yeah. he's been on the platform a couple times. Uh, film producer, author, Devon Franklin took to Instagram this week to announce his new project, which is a biopic of gospel superstar Kirk Franklin. Uh, you know, he kind of, during the announcement video, he kind of jokingly compared it to some other pretty big, high profile music biopics. Uh, he said, if you think Bohemian Rhapsody is something, if you think Rocket Man is something wait wait and if you know kirk franklin's story he's actually got a pretty good point like it's a pretty compelling story to make into a movie you know uh when kirk franklin was a child he was actually abandoned by his mother and he was raised by his aunt who was so impoverished that she sold aluminum cans to pay for his piano lessons. You know, fast forward, uh, you know, a decade and a half, along with selling millions of albums and winning 14 Grammys over the course of his career so far, Franklin's also collaborated pretty recently with some of the biggest names in music. You know, uh, Chance the Rapper, Kanye West, you know, Tori Kelly he did an album with, and dozens of others. So it's a pretty interesting story. Not to mention God's property. GP, are you with me? That's right. Stomp oh, yeah. it. Stomp. We have a church. We ain't going nowhere. What are, uh, <laughs> what are, what are some of the other projects Devon Franklin's done? Yeah, so Franklin Entertainment, his production company, actually has a pretty solid track record lately. They did Breakthrough. They actually partnered with Unanimous Media, which is Steph Curry's uh, entertainment company. They partnered with for the movie Breakthrough. They also did The Star with Sony and Miracles from Heaven. All three are uh, affiliated with Sony, and Sony Pictures is going to help distribute the Kirk Franklin biopic as well. Huh, very cool. Yeah. All right, and uh, totally different kind of news. Uh, it came out today that the Attorney General has reinstated the federal death penalty. What can you tell us about the decision? Okay, so uh, Attorney General William Barr was pre- uh, just appointed by President Trump last year. And now he's bringing back the federal death penalty, which is the penalty for inmates that are guilty of capital crimes. Uh, so for context, right now there are about 60 inmates on federal death row, and they're pr- a lot of them are pretty high profile. That includes the Boston Marathon bomber and also the Charleston Church shooter, Dylan Roof. Why were federal executions halted in the first place? 
So the death penalty has kind of faced legal challenges for a long time, all, going back all the way to the, the mid-70s. At that point, the Supreme Court ruled that they could resume. But in 2003, they were halted again at the federal level by the courts because of the controversy surrounding the three-drug cocktail that were used to carry them out. Anti-death penalty advocates said that the executions could be too easily botched using that combination of three drugs. And also, a lot of pharmaceutical companies just weren't comfortable supplying them. However, Attorney General Barr, citing uh, several states that have used a single drug that's easier to get, said that because they have this new single drug, it'll alleviate the concerns about the three-drug cocktail, and that's why he wants to bring it back. Well, what happens now? Well, in response to the announcement, which was just today, the Bureau of Prisons actually went ahead and scheduled the dates for five men currently on federal death row that uh, they've exhausted all of their appeals up to this point. Uh, so those executions will, I mean, they're going to happen pretty soon in December and January. Now, the reason why that's significant, just for context, so... You know, the attorney general reinstated the death penalty, now has planning five executions for the coming month. For context, in the time between the mid 70s when the Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty and the early 2000s when the federal government uh, put a halt to it, they only executed three inmates in that period of about 30 years. And in the coming months, they're going to execute five. Wow. Making the death penalty great again. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, the attorney, attorney general Barr was a controversial pick by the Trump administration. I think a lot of people are now seeing why. It's going to be interesting. The more and more that the death penalty is becoming seen as a life issue that Christians are actually saying, Hey, wait a second. A holistic pro-life ethic would be from womb to tomb. Uh, the death penalty doesn't align with that. It seems like the sands are shifting a little bit. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, if any of the staunch evangelical support for the current administration will waver with this sort of uh, aggressive resuming of the de- federal death penalty. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We actually, you might remember, I think it was about a year and a half ago, we interviewed Shane Claiborne, who was doing a lot of work with the, with the anti-death penalty movement. And he noted that most of the executions that take place in the country currently are in the heart of the Bible Belt. Yeah. But you know what, Cameron? Why don't we talk about a little bit lighter of a court case that's making some news this week? There's a lot of justice news in the news this week. And tell us about system news. Tell, tell us about uh, this is big. This is the this is the national this headline that you're only going to get at relevant. <laughs> Finally, uh, Katy Perry is facing off with some Christian rappers in court. Tell us about it. Okay, well, Cameron, we're going to let the listeners, uh, we'll let them be uh, armchair judges here in a minute. So uh, let me tell you the story behind this. So this week, Katy Perry and her controversial producer, Dr. Luke, you might remember him. He was in headlines uh, because Kesha uh, yeah. uh, accused him of some inappropriate behavior when she was working with him. But those who were among the the people on Katy Perry's side to testify in a case being brought to court by Christian rapper Flame. So, for some background, back in 2008, Flame released a song called Joyful Noise that featured a collaboration with Lecrae, and that was on his album Our World Redeem. That album actually went on to be nominated for a Grammy. Now, uh, in a lawsuit filed back in 2014, Flame claimed that not only is Perry guilty of copyright infringement for her 2013 song Dark Horse, 
uh, which was a big single for her. But this is what the lawsuit actually says. But he said, also, the devoutly religious message of Joyful Noise has been irreparably tarnished by its association with the witchcraft, paganism, black magic, and Illuminati Illuminati imagery invoked by the same music in Dark Horse. So, Flame's getting spiritual on this. This isn't just copyright infringement. This is, uh, you know, he's accused there of some heavy stuff. So, Perry and her team adamantly claim that they never heard Joyful Noise prior to the lawsuit. But, Cameron, I feel like the only fair thing to do is to give listeners a, a taste of both the songs and let them decide for themselves. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, so let's hear a clip of Joyful Noise. Okay. All right, so that was Flame. That was Flame. So that was 2008. That's right. All right. Fast forward a couple years, Katy Perry releases this banger, Dark Horse. Here's a clip. So it's tough. It's tough. But, uh, you know, the courts, this is going to be in the courts for the next probably a couple weeks. So we'll give an update when they reach their decision. I mean, it's been a five year court case, dude. I mean, you filed in 2014. That song came out in 2013. Five years. That's not cheap. Yeah, I bet, you know? I, dude, I was thinking the same way because they also have so Flame and his team, which also includes producer Da Truth, who's another you know relatively well known Christian rapper. They've actually they have expert witness expert witnesses who are like musicologists and things like that. Like it's not a cheap court case, but like I said, Dark Horse was a massive hit for Katy Perry, so it's a gamble for Flame and his team. But the stakes are are, are pretty high considering how much money the song Dark Horse brought in. Well, I mean that's my kind of what I was saying is like the the fact that it was five years this isn't like a little patent troll we're just like well we're just gonna do a frivolous lawsuit to see if we can get some money or settlement or something like that like yeah. they're they're like pursuing this because they really feel like they were truly ripped off and that you know they need to be made whole that's interesting yeah. it's interesting yeah. five years wow yeah. alright well thanks Jesse to read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com and for the latest uh, follow Relevant on social media we're on Twitter Facebook Instagram all the places and finally subscribe to all of our other podcasts the Relevant Podcasts out twice a week and the new season of Unedited with Cameron Strang uh, starts next week comes back next week with Christine Kane. Uh-huh. Uh, also, while you're online, while you're browsing around, go over to relevantmagazine.com and check out issue 100 of our print magazine. We're celebrating it all month long. Issue 100, relevant, out now. Well, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.